0: I loved the French horn in middle school and one person told me between 8th and ninth grade and I'm the oldest kid in my family so I didn't have any high school friends. One person told me between 8th and ninth grade not to be in the band because it wasn't cool so I gave up the thing that I love.
1: Hello and welcome to the 30 Second Book Club podcast a place for people who want to read more books and be in a book club but don't have time to do either. Maybe you're just too busy having fun. Or maybe you're not having enough fun in your life. Either way, uh, I think you're really going to appreciate this conversation with Annie F. Downs about her new book called That Sounds Fun. At the very beginning of the book, you talk about how God kind of put you in this season of you need to stay home. And it was right before the pandemic. (laughs) And so just talk about how um, what that season was like. and, And I think you can speak into a lot of people that are in that season, whether they like it or
0: not. Yeah. And that wild, I mean, just six months before the pandemic really kicked up, the Lord just made it super clear to me that I was supposed to stop traveling. And so much of my job and my fun had been wrapped up in getting on planes and going to other cities and seeing friends there and hanging out with them and and all that shut down. And then all of our lives shut down. And the question became for me before this was ever a public thing I talked about was like, Am I going to be okay? How do I have fun when my ways of having fun have been taken away from me? And so the cool thing is I was writing the whole time, Andy, I was writing this book and working on it and we didn't turn it in till the last minute in 2020 because I was like, I've got to put a pandemic filter over this whole book about fun and make sure it actually is still true. And we ended up cutting a whole chapter and adding a new chapter because there is a reality that our lives don't look the way they did in 2019, but we still have to have fun. Even if it is not big and expensive and on the calendar for six months, Mm -hmm. what does it look like for us to go, okay, with the life that I already have and the schedule I'm already living and the boundaries that have been put in place for me right now by the world and by COVID and by my own life how do I still have fun? And does it even matter? And I think it matters a lot. You do too, you're a fun guy, Andy. I mean, this matters.
1: <laughs> I agree, you know, and having kids that helps too. You know, it's, it's I get to be a kid again. I'll tell you okay, what yeah, though- I
0: was I, say, Tell me why, tell me why it matters having kids helping.
1: Uh, because there's no, there, there's no inhibitions. It's not, and, and I've noticed this, Annie, okay. I live up in Minnesota, very cold, right? And, and I've realized that even as a kid, you know, we'll go out in the snow, and we'll we'll start making like a snowman or a snow fort, and I turn into taskmaster. Like this fort needs to be six feet high. You Guys aren't packing the snow fast enough, and they're like, "Dad, I just want to play." You know, yes. <laughs> it's just, we become yes. so task oriented. Like if I'm going to do something, I don't. And this is how I feel, even as a fun loving person, I don't want to feel like this is wasted time.
0: Yes, <laughs> and if I that don't I build hear that this all, fort, all the time. Yes, <laughs> I hear it all the time that I don't. I don't have time for fun because. I could be doing something in that window of time. I could be accomplishing. But if you, but you don't feel that way about sleep and you mm. don't feel that way about eating and you don't feel that way about exercise. All these other disciplines, you probably don't feel that way about reading your Bible and going to church. All these other disciplines that are not your job, that are not accomplishing things that you've invited into your life, you recognize they make you healthier. I actually think fun fits in that category in a lot of ways too you will see a difference in your life. If you will go, okay, I'm gonna make a 30 minute window this week to have fun with my family, with my friends alone, however you wanna do it. I'm gonna find a window of time and have fun and see if that doesn't start to feel like a discipline that actually brings life to your life.
1: Now, Annie, I think it'd be interesting to talk about this a little bit. You have a section in your book called The Joy of Being Amateur. And is, is that kind of part of where we need to go from saying, okay, Not everything needs to have a goal and and, I can just enjoy this.
0: And not everything has, you don't have to be a pro at everything. Be okay being brand new. Now you and I need to be professionals at our jobs. And outside of that, you really, nothing else in our lives do we have to be a professional at. We've never done today. And so today is brand new for all of us. And it, it gets really important to, to say, Andy, that when we talk about being an amateur, it's, it's about. Are you brave enough to try something you've never tried before? Because that could be really fun. Are you brave enough to try a new recipe, a new sport, uh, visit a new city, go to a new place? But also, are you brave enough to have conversations you've never had before, whether that's in relationship, whether that's in regards to racial justice, whether that is about what is going on with your life and God? Are you can you be brave enough? Because it can get really fun if you will step into conversations and opportunities you haven't had before and be okay that you're not a pro at them yet. Just do them and enjoy it.
1: Another thing that you talk about in the book, I thought this was kind of interesting falling in love and, and learning to have, have fun learning how to fall in love with things. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's, that's such an interesting, you know, in a world, I, a world that's so sarcastic and apathetic it seems like, I don't know, maybe people don't even know how to do that on a daily basis. What do you mean by that?
0: You're exactly right. That's it, is that we have we have built a world and we are, I mean, we're reaping what we've sown in a lot of ways. This is the fruit of the trees we've planted and our ancestors have planted in a lot of ways of, of building a world that says like, that's not cool. Don't mm. do that. And, and, and looking at each other and deciding, well, it, my, my example is I loved the French horn in middle school. And one person told me between eighth and ninth grade, and I'm the oldest kid in my family. So I didn't have any high school friends. One person told me between eighth and ninth grade not to be in the band because it wasn't cool. So I gave up the thing that Mm. I loved. Like, that's ridiculous. Sadly, I can still do that at 40, right? Mm. Like I can still find myself going like, I like to cross stitch and I almost always lead with, I know this is like what my grandmother taught me or, or (laughs) I bet you, I bet this is what your grandmother But the reality is why do I even shame my own fun? Why have we built this world that says, do what's cool or don't tell us. Mm -hmm. And instead I want to build a world and the trees I want to plant that I want to see fruit come from is this idea of like, what do you love? If you love it, do it and be proud of it. Because when you are free to be you about your hobbies and what God has lit up in you, that sets me free too. And so can we set each other free? Can I be proud to be a cross stitcher so that by some chance you would go, well, if Annie will cross stitch, maybe I'll let my kids build snow castles that don't have dimensions. (laughs) You know, like if, if if, if Annie can be that free, can I be that free? Right. And, and that's the invitation really. In the end, I, I didn't call it a book about freedom because I think there's enough of those in the Christian bookstore. But the secret answer is this is a book about freedom.
1: I thought this was kind of interesting too. You're talking about, uh, there's a big section about why we need a hobby now.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I, I thought this was a guy thing, Annie, because my dad, okay. we make fun of my dad because he doesn't have any hobbies. And, and I don't remember him ever having hobbies other than working a lot when <laughs> growing up. But this is, I mean, you found this out with your girlfriends too. that. No one had
0: hobbies. Nobody had hobbies. No one was doing anything that did not make us money or advance us in some way, whether it's physically, emotionally, whatever. And and so we kind of went on a journey as a friend group to go like, how do we find some hobbies? Because the other problem is, and you know this, Andy, is either you try something, either you don't want to try anything new because you're not good at it. you try something new and you're great at it and as soon as you're great at it people go you should sell those cookies (laughs) or you should open an etsy store or you should try to be a professional guitar player all of a sudden this thing that we tried we're accidentally really great at and now someone thinks we need to make money doing it what if we let our professional things stay professional are in our amateur things stay amateur and we got some hobbies that just made space and time and connection for us that we really need
1: i think that's a great idea and annie i think let's 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 go even more basic there might be somebody listening because i have a really weird hobby and i love it i play pinball love it i play that's
0: awesome yeah it's fantastic lead with really weird it's not i know don't judge judge (laughs) your fun (laughs)
1: <laughs> i do and so I, i've got my hobby i'm obsessed with it my wife is like okay maybe cool. you need to have less hobby time but
0: do you uh, have like multiple machines in your house
1: i have one i wish i had more uh my wife she i think she we got the townhome we got because there's only room for one so i, I can't it can't turn into some <laughs> sort the of creative. theme of it it's a soccer one so it's cool. yeah it's, it's it's fun it's one of my favorites so anyway i play competitively too that's a thing Anyway. That's
0: so cool, Andy. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's awesome. This is the joy of talking about fun with people as you learn things you did not even know existed. That is so cool.
1: (laughs) Right, there's dozens of us. We love it. Anyway, awesome. But but I I, I wonder if you can speak to somebody who says, okay, Annie, um, I don't even, where do I even start? I don't even know what I like. How do I find a hobby?
0: Yeah, so part of it is, I think you have to put something on your calendar, even if it's a 30 minute window on a Saturday. You got to put on your calendar, okay, I'm going to have fun in this window. Because then what happens is all week, you kind of stress about what that means. And you like start asking yourself like, well, what am I going to do? I don't know what I do for fun. What am I going to do in that window? The other thing I would say is it's a question to ask yourself, what do I do for fun? What do I want to do for fun in 30 minutes? And after you ask yourself that, then ask yourself why and keep asking yourself why, or sit around the table with your family. I mean, Annie, this would be so fun to do with your people. Sit around and just say to everybody, what sounds fun to you? And as they answer, don't let that be the end because you get to really excavate something in your own heart. When someone goes, why do you love pinball? And why the soccer one? Of all the ones you could have picked, why are those the things? And why did you start competing? if you will ask people why you get to know these deep things about them. I mean, Mm -hmm. if we had time, I would learn these things about you, but tell me some really important things that are deep in you. And if you will do that. So if you're starting at ground zero, you don't play pinball, you don't cross stitch. You don't like being in the kitchen. You don't play a sport. Just say to yourself, what sounds fun to you? And if that, if you don't have an answer, then the next question, Andy is, on a Saturday in third grade, what did you do? Mm. Because that will at least give you a foothold of something that you did. I played outside. Almost always, I played outside. I played outside. I rode my bike. I read a book. I watched TV. I played with my siblings. I mean, one guy, Andy, said to me, this is going to sound so weird, as people always do. Mm-hmm. He said, I used to get my neighbors together, and we are pretend to be a choir. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so sweet and tells you so much about what he, what he loved. Right. So, so go back to that moment and bring some of that into your 2021.
1: I love that. Uh, One more question for you, Annie F. Downs. Let's say, okay, so yeah, I wanted to figure out a hobby. I can't wait to do that in the weekend, but you know, our lives, especially, you know, for people that are working from home, there's no breaks. How do we take a, like a five minute fun break? What would you suggest? Yeah, that's a a great idea.
0: That's what I would say. Do a five minute fun break, go outside, walk around. If you get, if you have one tennis ball in your house, you can have fun for five minutes. Just trying to hit the same spot. I have like a, a real skinny wall, you know, that kind of separates the living room and kitchen. If, and I try to hit the same spot every day just for fun. Why not? I don't win anything. Nobody knows. I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. It's just me. It doesn't matter. So having a tennis ball in your house, having something, a, a puzzle, you know that dining room table that y'all have at your house that nobody eats at? Put a puzzle at one end of that dining room table and just have it going all the time and walk over and work on a couple of pieces. I mean, there's little things like that. Even just having a cross-stitching kind of thing, something you make with your hands. Have the ability to do something with your hands really close to you at all times.
1: If you've ever felt pressure and maybe some guilt or a lot of guilt, not just some, when you see a perfect parent, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, or just, you know, all those Pinterest things that other parents are doing, I think the book, The Six Needs of Every Child, can help just uh, maybe limit that a little bit for you by giving you a chance to look at parenting as a journey. Not a job. This is something that spoke to me so much because uh, this uh, uh, these, this couple, Amy and Jeffrey Ulrich, they look at uh, psychological research, neuroscience, and biblical truth just to kind of help you not just be an authority, but to actually enjoy being a parent and have that relationship. Sometimes I miss that. Sometimes I lose that. Maybe you do too. So they're going to be on the 30 Second Book Club podcast in two weeks. Because I'm going to go do a little um, hands-on parenting with my kids, and we are taking the road trip of a lifetime. I might share a little bit more of that in the next podcast, but yeah, so I'm taking spring break, hopping in an RV, and touring America, so I'll see you in two weeks.